to work out. That's why we act the way we act, we talk the way we act, we do what we want to do. Because you're not working out your salvation because God didn't just save you from hell. He's also coming after the things that keep you from being purified by his spirit. He don't want to put his spirit in a dirty temple. He wants to put his spirit in something that is being transformed into the light of the world. Our problem is we don't understand that process. And many of us, and unfortunately, I will be honest, even our spiritual leaders leave us in that darkness that we're not supposed to stay in. Because working out your salvation means that God, now this is where you got to get it and understand it, God is not judging you off of you, off of somebody else. God is not judging you off of how holy somebody is. God is coming directly after the things in your life. Because if he saved you from hell, he's getting you ready for eternal glory. Work out your salvation. Why do we need to have it worked out? Because God is not out to make us not be able to live Unholy. God didn't save us and left us here to stay the same way we're supposed to be. That we are when he, we got saved. That he saved you from where you shouldn't have to go. But he's delivering you to where you need to go. And when we understand that he is telling us that you're going to have to have a submissive mind and you, in order to achieve it, notice what the scriptures say. And this is where we get so confused. God says, I'm working in you, then I work through you. Yes. See, our problem is we want God in this is not God. I don't care if it goes across the world. Even preaching, we rather work through us instead of letting God work in us. Oh. And we have taught people the world is you got God and you say you let God work through you, but God said, I gotta work in you first. Yes. So, so the question is. What type of Christian are you? Come on. See, many of us got a car, but we don't drive the car. We just stay in park and wonder what's going on and watch everything go around us because we refuse to drive the car. We just got a car and it stays in park. Then there's some of us that we got, and, 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 and this is true today. The car looks good. It got the 20-inch rim. It got the low-profile top. It got the car wash every other day. It's all shiny and clean. It got tinted windows, and it looks good. But the engine inside the car is falling apart. There ain't too many things to do because we got a broken engine, but we don't have to do what it's supposed to do. Then don't worry about what the car looks like. 
It's not about your position. It's about what God has you to do. See, the will of God. You can be in a job that you may not even like, but the joy of the Lord will get you to that job. And then you in that job, and everybody knows that you don't like the job, but they know that you're doing the job for what God has called you to do in that job. And then when you're doing the job with the joy of the Lord, then God starts to work because you're touching other folks' lives. And God said, when you become an example, then everybody's going to start to look at you. And then you'll be able to do what he has put you in the job to do. Reach somebody else's life. And the witness and testimony without grumbling, without complaining, and without discouragement, God gets his glory. Because somebody looked at you and said, whatever you got, I need it too. Because I need to be able to get through this world today. We are the quarantine. Well, I want you to know you live a lot like the Apostle Paul. He was in jail and couldn't go nowhere. But he wasn't discouraged by being in jail. He was falsely accused, just like his son. But Jesus was the key for his power to get through. He didn't know if he was going to get released or be hit. But he was so proud that he was able to keep on being faithful to the Lord. Yes. See, one of the other things that you have to do is be willing to suffer through whatever God needs to put you through. Yes. I know we preach today that you ain't supposed to suffer. Well, I don't know what kind of Christianity and life you've got, but yes. suffering is just a part of life. Death is going to come. Yes. Sickness is going to come. Yes. People going to come at you. Tests and trials is a part of God's sharpening plan. I don't know about you, but every day is a challenge to get through that day. I don't care how holy you think you are. If Jesus had to go through it, you gonna go through it. And I don't know why you don't sit around and complain because Jesus is saying, work out your salvation without the fear and trembling, without being running around, sitting around, talking about how life and how bad it is. This virus is deadly, and I know it's destructive. But I can wake up every day and thank Jesus that I'm still here, and I can rejoice and give His name and praise. And if I can still praise Him, if I can still walk with Him, I'm here to still do His will in my.
to develop a strong prayer life. This is the best time in your life to get with Jesus. Because when it's time to march again, God already done gave you the directions and the instructions of what you need to do. But see, if you're sitting around wondering if you're going to make it, if you're sitting around complaining because you're stuck in your house, why don't you get down on your knees and open up your book and ask God about the will that you have for my life? Because when this thing is over, I'm ready to walk and run the race that you have made me understand and do. See, this is a good time. Work out your salvation. 
that Jesus called the Pharisees. All kind of names. Because the number one thing that he talked about with them is the same thing that we have tried to do today. There's a story that a ship was sailing for over three decades. And when they got ready to retire, they had to take their smokestacks off so that they would be able to be ready for the museum. But when they got to taking the smokestacks off, that were made of pure steel, they came crunching down and they crumbled. And the people were amazed. Come to find out with the smokestacks that from the outside, they look so beautiful and wonderful, but on the inside, it was rusted and corroded. And when it hit the ground, it splattered. They had over 30 coats of paint on the smokestack. And from the outside, it looked real good. But on the inside, it was rusted and corroded and not able to function. So I'm asking you, my brothers and sisters, the same thing. Jesus challenged the Pharisees with. It's your outside, your shining car, looking as good as you want it to be. But on the inside, how trashed up, corrupted, and messed up it is. Because Jesus said, I didn't come not to save you from, not only I come to save you from hell, but I also started to come to fix you up from the inside out. And when we understand that working out our salvation has nothing to do with nobody else but you and you alone, God is coming on the inside. Notice he didn't say, put on your six-piece suit. He didn't say, put on your stacy abs or your alligator shoe. He's not worried about the outside. He's worried about the inside. And working out your salvation is working on the inside. And when he's got to fix the stuff on the inside, then he's getting you ready for eternal glory. People say, well, I'm not going to be perfect, and I'm not going to be pure. God says, don't worry about that. Don't you know if you take a spot of black paint and put it in a gallon of white paint and stir it up, it's no longer going to stay pure white paint. But I'm so glad that I got a Savior in my life that can work opposite of what things can do. Jesus, thank you, Lord, that went on the cross at Calvary. When you drop a, black, a spot of black paint and white, it starts to get a little bit darker. It no longer goes back to pure white. But my Savior, through his prison blood, that died on the cross, he does just the opposite of what we say the world can't do. He takes a dirty, white, black vessel like me that's corroded and corrupted and been bad and been sealed. And he turns it around and he washes it as clean as snow because he washed my sins away. He makes me whole again. He brings me back to what I was created to do. No matter how polluted it may look on the inside, Jesus is there scraping it, making it good again. Thank him for delivering me from the things of what has corrupted me. So long as I'm feeling good on the inside, I'll start to look good on the outside. And when I'm looking good on the outside, 